This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. For all those who might be saying, hey, Paul and Sean, only four episodes in, has the chemistry going, you've already read my mind. So I'm just going to rattle off a couple of, I, I'm going to give you an offensive guy, a defensive guy, and a special teams guy that I've highlighted that I think are critical if the Giants are going to win. My defensive guy was Jihad Ward. He was because, you know, if you invested as much time as most of us did as Giants fans watching the preseason, you didn't really get a full taste. He's new. He's unknown to the Giants fan base, but he's something very, somebody very familiar with Wink Martindale. And as you pointed out, he is a run stopper. And this is the exact kind of game, if we're missing our key pass rushers on the edge, that you're happy to have a Jihad Ward. And he can't be missing tackles. He's got to be taken on Derrick Henry. And that's the other thing. Don't miss tackles in this game. Don't give him those four no. five extra yards. Put them in second and eight, third and six. Don't have those become second and two, third and one, that kind of downs. That's the kind of stuff that drives you nuts from a Giants defensive point of view. And I think Jihad Ward really can be that critical with whatever personnel they throw out there because of the type of offense that Tennessee is. Offensively, look, he looks healthy. I'm going to keep coming back to this. I know a lot of people will jump out and say, Saquon, I know what's up at the offensive line. Kadarius Toney on a wet field, make people miss because he's the kind of guy, you know, shake somebody out of their boots on one of these slants, a curl, something like that. And, you know, it could be Victor Cruz versus Philly in 2011. That's the kind of player and the ability Kadarius Toney has. And we saw it at times last year when he was healthy. And I, and I just keep coming back to the weather. I, I think he's the kind of guy that makes somebody slip. And next thing you know, Kadarius Toney is free for seven. And the Giants have that one-up, you know, play in the game that changes the game. And lastly, on specials, look, there's no doubt we're not going to go up and down in a shootout here. Last year, Riley Dixon was brutal. Jamie Gillian here as the punter. Let's get a little pinning. Let's let's play the field position game. Don't give Tennessee short field Sunday, Paul. Those would be the three guys I'm looking at that I think are critical to a giant win. Yeah, I, I would have no dispute about what you're saying there. I would say that that Kyle Phillips, the rookie out of UCLA, was an incredibly dangerous punt returner in college. So you bringing up Gillen is actually something that's probably under the radar for most. But he's going to have to make sure that he does a good job of making Phillips go horizontal to chase that football and pin him against the sidelines. He had two touchdown returns on punt returns uh, when he was at UCLA and averaged 19 yards per return. I mean, you talk about explosive. He may not do much necessarily in the standard offense as one of the backup receivers for the Titans right now as he tries to learn things and develop chemistry with Tannehill. But it doesn't take any chemistry to be back there on punt returns. You catch the ball, you be electric. He can hurt the Giants. And when you talk about a wet field, you know, these kick returners who have that mosquito-like ability to make a move on right. a dime could really hurt you. And the Giants special teams coverage units were terrible during the preseason. 
they were they were awful. And for all the grief people might have given Judge Judge, you know, leaning towards keeping guys for special teams. Boy, you're gonna you look out if the coverage team is not out there. Now, Paul, not to venture too far off, we were in a game preview. Can you describe to me mosquito-like ability as a Paulism here? What is that? Well, it's what it's one of the phrases that I love to use. One of my analogies: mosquitoes are these guys who are small but lightning quick, and they just annoy the living hell out of you because every time you think you want to smash them, they make a quick move and they escape. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So would you consider Wandell Robinson a guy who has mesquite, um, mosquito-like ability? There's no question. There's absolutely no question. I think Tony and okay. Robinson are both mosquito-like. All right. So on that, on the mosquito-like, give me – we now look, Galladay's another story. Let's see what happens with him. I kind of sneakily, from a betting perspective, Paul, I'm going to let you know, I kind of think after everything we went through, I wouldn't be shocked if Galladay somehow catches a fade in the end zone and the red zone in this game, and everybody goes, oh, wow, he can score a touchdown. But two guys I'm interested in on the depth chart and what their roles will be Sunday, uh, Wondell Robinson and Sterling Shepard in this offense. What are your expectations well, for those guys? Consider that Elijah Molden, who's supposed to be the starting nickelback for Tennessee, has a groin injury. Now, Sean, you and I can both tell anybody out there who hasn't tried to run on wet turf with a mm-hmm. bad groin, that's not a good deal. That is no. just not a good deal. I can't watch so, TV with a bad groin, Paul. I can't imagine running I on understand. wet turf. It, 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 yeah. it, it's a painful deal. So here's the thing. If I'm the Giants, I'm looking to exploit the the Titans' nickel whenever possible. Trey Avery, Trey Avery is the backup, and he's nothing to write home about. So – I'm going to try to test Molden early in this game. And and if he can't hold up and they throw the backup in, well, put the red light on his helmet because that's where I'm going with all of my key passes yeah. in the second half. And if and if Molden tries to gut it out because they've got no other choice, well, guess what? Then the right light goes on his helmet because I'm going to attack him the entire second half. And that's something I'm really interested in with this team and this coaching staff because one of the things, you know, Paul, strictly from a fan perspective, that drove Giants fans nuts the last two years. Whether it was Jason Garrett, and then I don't really count the Freddie Kitchens offense because it's basically the same, and then Daniel Jones was out. But it just felt like there was a lack of really trying to exploit weaknesses on the field and take advantage uh, of teams with, you know, certain injuries. It was kind of like, we're going to run our game and it doesn't matter who's out there, you know, dare us to stop us. And then guess what? Defenses stopped them. I am, re- you highlight obviously the nickel corner position with Tennessee. Uh, and obviously when we talk about the defensive side with Wink Martindale up against the right tackle, I'm really anxious to see how far along this coaching staff is and how innovative they may be and how different this really could be in a refreshing way to, you know, just take advantage of mismatches or, you know, injuries on the other team's front. I think that's something that's very under the radar and something maybe that should be the most exciting for Giants fans is just a refreshing approach to things in game here. You know, Sean, there are so many things that impact what a coaching staff is going to do with their playbook. And one of them, 
is certainly the functionality of the offensive line. This is why we talk all the time, football 101, you've got to win the game in the trenches. If you don't have a functional offensive line, you can take a bunch of chapters out of your playbook and burn them in the fireplace. And, and quite frankly, as unimaginative as people would accuse the last several years of Giants offenses, it was only compounded by the fact that the offensive line was so dysfunctional that they had to consistently burn chapters of the playbook. They couldn't even use the full complement of what they had, restrictive as it may have been. I don't think that's the case right now, which should make everybody out there happy to know that this coaching staff believes they can use their full playbook. Now, we still don't know who the left guard is as we sit here and do this program. The Giants are having a competition right now. Uh, you know, Brian Dable has not named his starting left guard. And I can tell you for a fact, there is a competition going on between a number of guys, including Ben Bredesen, who is the veteran who was coming off of a, a sore elbow that forced him to miss the last couple of weeks at camp. They're listing him unofficially as the starting left guard on the depth chart. Will he be that guy? I don't think that Coach Dable will know until after Friday's practice has completed because he has used a bunch of guys in there trying to figure out who deserves the opportunity to go up against Jeffrey Simmons. 